0: What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert. As always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing, sweet?
1: Oh, it's a a bittersweet week, Shuby. Am I excited of how good Peacemaker's finale is? Am I excited that it did better numbers than Euphoria? Am I excited that it was HBO Max's best show this season and I haven't told my girlfriend yet and I'm excited to? Yes, all of that. But now I feel lost because euphoria ends next week, Peacemaker's over. I don't know what I'm gonna do. And like we were, it's crazy because for months we were like, Oh yeah, January's gonna be lit, Peacemaker's gonna be awesome. It'll carry us to Batman. We're a week away from Batman. But it's like Peacemaker was so good that, like, dang, I'm sad it's gone. Like, really? Like, kudos, James Gunn. It was that good.
0: Yeah, um
1: this is kind
0: of like the one dark week moving in before we get to March and March will be like, we got to refill things. Um, but you know, it's weird that Peacemakers ending, you know, it's like Boba ends Peacemaker ends Euphoria ends. So yeah. Then it's like reshuffle. So we're like, that's pretty much where we're at right now. We're like at the next reshuffle. Yeah. What we're going to be talking about for the next two months.
1: Yeah. We got to figure out what's the next and show. Not even,
0: really. I mean, we got some movies. And yeah, figure out what the next show is going to be. You know, it, what I think Peacemaker kind of proved, and I guess what h b m x is kind of proving is that we can get back the week-to-week. Week, um, television, yeah. Event television. But it's so only like, them. That's like, kind of what I'm they're hoping They're the for only ones doing it. Forward. With Euphoria,
1: Peacemaker, they're the only ones dominating with week-to-week TV. Like when, when Netflix drops something, it's like, Oh, that shit better all be there and like even with like i'm gonna talk about the comedies the abc comedies like sucks i have to watch those things week to week it was awesome that i binged Now i loved it like if i had to wait week to week to get to that zach fox episode i'd be like huh
0: what was the last the last one you see was the one where her uh, boyfriend was rapping that's zach fox bro yeah that's <laughs> zach fox
1: that's a, I, that's my favorite thing about this show like honestly the fact that zach fox is in that fucking show and everybody hates chris i'm sorry his name is not gregory yeah. in the show his name is fucking chris and i just assume that this is a that's all i see i see a, it's a variant earth like this is just episode of chris rock didn't become a comedian he became a teacher yeah
0: <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> and uh but, it, you know, the thing about it is I really want to watch it with my girlfriend because she is a teacher. So, like, I mm-hmm. want to know, like, what the parallels uh, are. And she was like, I saw the preview. She was like, I saw the preview to that. It's too traumatic for me to watch while I'm teaching right now. I have to wait this summer. <laughs> like, she's like, I go through all that. I go through all that all day. I can't just come back and, and watch, <laughs> watch it that for, for
1: enjoyment. That's funny. <laughs> but you know, It's a great show. I love it. Like, the comedies right now, I got to give it to NBC that one, All American Autos, okay. I'm not gonna hate on it. I know you don't like it. It's okay. Which one did you
0: say was with NBC? Abbott Elementary is with ABC.
1: Oh, Abbott Elementary is ABC. Okay, so NBC is American Auto and Grand Crew. Grand Crew is hard. I'm a big Grand. I need
0: fan. to watch that one.
1: I'm a big Grand Crew fan. That's with Echo Kellum. That one's really good.
0: Yeah, I still haven't finished Reacher, so that's been kind of keeping me
1: going. Oh, yeah, I, I still have... See, but I'm dreading finishing that. I got, I just got two episodes left. Like, I'm just trying to hold it's on to my I'm show. I'm like, I just want to hold on to my shows.
0: Yeah, yeah. I um, got, I got some reality stuff holding on, but even that's fleeting. But, uh, the, you know, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk Peacemaker Euphoria. Hey, real and, shit. And uh, i run
1: it back. That's out. I told you. I fucking told you. I called it. I'm so happy that's out. And I run it back that time yeah. on uh, all the president's men. I called it at the end about peacemaker. We recorded that Wednesday before the episode dropped. Literally, as we're recording, I see John Cena tweet something with a fucking mermaid in it, and I'm like, oh, a yeah, mermaid? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? Called it in the episode. Let's go. I, I gotta take my kudos. Yeah. That's that's on that's recorded. Like, that's
0: no, that's true. You got that one right for sure. Um, we'll talk about that because there was some more going on with that that I saw this week. Um, but other than that, we got some stories to talk about for sure. And some some pretty, you know, a couple good trailers. Hell yeah. So, we can dive into ready, it. Let's get into it. Yes, sir. All right. Let's get started. Earlier this month, Production Weekly revealed that an untitled Star Wars pro- uh, series is headed to production under the working title Grammar Rodeo. The new reports by discussing film suggest that the series is working to secure Sony's Spider-Man No Way Home director John Watts for at least one episode. Uh, trusted sources have previously informed that Star Wars was looking to create a live action series geared towards a younger audience, and it could potentially be tied into a recent multimedia rollout of Star Wars The High Republic. Uh, so what? while it's possible that Gramer Rodeo is going to be either High Republic or Mandoverse project with John Favreau attached. It could be something that definitely links in.
1: Okay, okay, I'm not mad at that. John Watts is like saying, you know what, Disney just put me across the board. I do Marvel. Spider-Man. I'm wondering what a I'm
0: wondering what like a kid centered Star Wars would look like mm. in live action because like obviously the Clone War cartoons and Rebels are kid oriented. Uh, but an animated setting so they were they could get away with a lot more i feel like i just it's like i think you can get you could get behind seeing a lot of adults loving an animated series more so than having them enjoy like a disney channel show why yeah so it's just So I don't know how that's going to work. So we'll see what they end up doing. I almost kind of want to see if they just be in the higher public just because, like, I don't want something that I don't really enjoy being a part of the Mandoverse, which I guess is what we're calling it now.
1: Hey, look, I mean, we shall see. Oof. Yeah, yeah, you make a good point. If it's a kid show, I don't know if I'm into that. I don't know if I'm into that. Now, when I
0: first saw the Working Title Grammar Grammar Rodeo, it made me immediately think about alphabet Squadron, the book series of which mm. is pretty much like rogue squadron uh, just okay. like a different just know, a different title of, of it group of x-wing fighters so i mean i feel like that could be a possibility that you could do where i guess it would be similar to resistance or what was that what that show was called what oh that, yeah the, but, mm-hmm. but the resistance era star wars cartoon show
1: yeah you're talking about rise of resistance the plane thing that was like the kitty show version yeah okay yeah.
0: Which you know was all kitty and lame in some episodes, but it also had some killer lore episodes for that era.
1: And it and, like you said, it had it, it told the line, but again, it was animated. Like, can I get behind a live action version of that? I don't know exactly, exactly.
0: Um, but moving out of Star Wars, going to DC, Lyndon, you tweeted this at me early in the week. Mad Reeves is interested in telling a Mister Free story.
1: Hey, I'm into it, man. I'm into it. Like wherever he wants to take it after we this. We talked I, about
0: this last week, I think.
1: We did. I look. I'm told. I told you, Shuvi. I'm addicted to Batman news. I don't know what I'm gonna do after that movie drops. For my girlfriend said, honestly, she's happy for me, but she's worried because for two years straight, all I've been doing is talking about this movie, and like she's like, I hope it lives up to your expectations because for two years straight, I've just been nonstop. But you know. I'm ready for it. I trust in Matt Reeves. The more and more I closer I get to this damn movie, the more and more excited I get. My expectations are through the roof. If he wants to do Mr. Freeze, do it. I'm OK. with. I'm like at this point, I'm OK when he does anything. Now, me personally, I would love to see more of a someone who can challenge Batman physically and mentally. But Mr. Freeze kind of can do that with his like powers in the sense of, of freezing with now. He He's also not, a doctor. Yeah, he, he, he and he's smart, so he can kind of challenge physically and mentally. I want a death stroke, hush, Talon, but you know, Robert Pattinson did talk about liking Cordell, so that could be a third movie, and, or Death in the Family. Either way, I'm okay with whatever they do.
0: Well, and you know, I don't know obviously how this Batman is you know, taking each character. Like, obviously this feels like it's the Riddler movie. Yeah. And Penguin is there. I think that you could find a way to do a story where Mr. Freeze is involved and you can do justice to him, but almost like a a first act villain
1: Mm. or someone
0: is actually behind more doing more.
1: Mm, Okay. See, I I can get behind that as well. It kind of seems like Penguin's going to be kind of an ancillary character throughout the Reeves' verse, since he's getting his own show and he's a mob boss, he, he's part of this underlying corruption that's infected the city. And it's going to take a while to stop said corruption. So I, I could see Mr. Freeze being an Act One villain. That's a good point.
0: Yeah. And I think that they could do good justice with that. And so because I think Mr. Freeze is an inheriting or not inheriting, no. an interesting character and has a good story. Um, so if you can figure out how to do that, the only thing that every would we give that gives people hang up is the Arnold Schwarzenegger version of it. Like But see, I saw like, somebody talking.
1: talking, I saw somebody post a picture if they want to do a realistic version of like the old cosmonaut suits from like the Soviet era Russia and like they showed like people like people tagging Matt Reeves in this is like his Mr. Freeze suit of making it real. Like people are pitching like a Matt Reeves Mr. Freeze that I'm like. I'm kind of interested in because that's something he would do if he's keeping it realistic.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd be I'd be cool to see that happen. I think that that character needs some justice.
1: So, yeah, especially after his earlier
0: iteration. Yeah, because
1: he is a great character.
0: Yeah, yeah, just like Riddler's getting his redemption.
1: Facts, no, true, 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 true.
0: Yeah, uh, but another DC news we have here is that the Wonder Twins are going to have their own movie. With Adam Sycle to write and direct. Sycle is a longtime big studio scribe who has done work with Warner Brothers, including Due Date, Project X, Spy Guys, We Are the Millers, and he recently also worked on Black Adam.
1: Mm, okay, like you know, whatever. Well, I mean, we're we're
0: building up those, um, you know, straight to HBO and Max DC movies. I think there's a, there's definitely a market for the Wonder Twins. I'm pretty excited about it. I know there's other people that are excited about it, just because, as you know, watching the Super Friends when I was a kid, like they were one of my favorite ones because they were child and they were hilarious.
1: It just depends on how they do it, like that. Like there's there's ways that like I could see them doing it. Where if, like I think this is a good. Uh, they should make it a straight up comedy. Hear me out. Make it a um, sh- yes. Make it a straight up I think comedy. That's why they
0: got a comedy director.
1: Make it adult, adult themes. Like get some of that James Gunn flair and make it make it a little dark, a little sad. Like the Wonder Twins are seeing all these superheroes kick ass and like, you know, they're in the corner and shit's not happening for them. They're down on their luck. I think that'd be a good show.
0: Homeboy is turning into a bucket of water so he can. Yeah, get in the girls' locker room match and watch them shower or something.
1: You can make them old as shit. Make them like 30. Like their their glory days are over.
0: No, nah, I think they should be kids. But you're gonna make them 16? I think you make them college age. That would okay. work.
1: Okay, I I can get behind college age. If not late 30s, make them like 39. Like, oh shit, <laughs> our youth is past us. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and they're still trying to do it, and they still got that monkey.
1: Yeah, bro! And, like, the monkey is like, just get over it.
0: <laughs> I need the monkey to be smoking a blunt.
1: <laughs> I-, I can get behind it. I could fucking get behind it. God, that's how good peace... I- we'll-, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Thank you, James Gunn, for saving DC. <laughs> all right.
0: Well, let's go ahead and talk about the trailers. Another superhero property we were really into is the boys. They've put out their trailer for the anthology animated diabolical looks good um i thought yeah i mean i thought that it was really cool different animation styles for each story um characters that we recognize also new stories i'm more interested about the one with the dude who has hammers for hands and he's like
1: <laughs> i'm not a you know, pedophile. i'm not a pedophile <laughs> yeah and then you benjamin the across his neighbor. This to me seems like, yeah, it's the boys that you know, but not really because they showed comic versions of Huey, comic versions of Billy Butcher. So this seems like it's, yeah, you know, you understand the boys, but this is its own thing, nothing to do with the show. So just enjoy it for what it is. I'm excited for the Justin Roiland episode because, like, he's the hottest person in animation right now.
0: Yeah, so like, imagine with him being able to do the things that the boys let you do going to be amazing I think he could do i mean I, i'm not saying that he, he couldn't do all that stuff on adult swimming doesn't but yeah,
1: yeah he's just going to be able to go there like in in a different way because like his rick and morty stuff yeah. sci-fi so is solar opposites this will be him doing his thing in like a superhero universe
0: i bet he i can't remember which one he was doing actually because i i say i i say i bet he's gonna do this but there, yeah, we could actually figure that out i actually have a list here of who's in what episode. Mm, okay. So uh, one episode is called La- Lazy Laser Baby's Day Out. Um, and it's in the animation style inspired by classic anim- animated shorts. That was the one we got the little bit about with the baby. with, the, with the Okay, with the laser vision. Got you. Okay, I guess to say who's in it, but they got the different... The second one is Justin Roiland's Aesthetic uh, An animated short where pissed off soups kill their parents. Okay, there you go That's his.
1: Nice That'll, I'm excited for that. Alright, cool When does this drop? Uh, March Ooh, okay
0: Like in a couple weeks
1: Oh, so we're right there, okay I'll, I'll only be sad for a couple of weeks Solid Yeah, but you know, it's all gonna drop at once <laughs> Hey, I'm not mad at that. But I'll I'll binge that. You just gotta take your time. No, I'm gonna binge the shit out mm-hmm. of it. <laughs> I'm gonna give you the
0: exact March 4th.
1: Okay. Okay. Yep.
2: Nice. Um,
0: so the next trailer that we can talk about is "Hustle," the Adam Sandler getting him back into his drama bag with basketball. Which is hey. about the NBA players,
1: and it's a real one. I see me and Schubert. I was like, Shuby, is that Juancho G- Hernan Gomez?" I no, I, I well, actually, I didn't say Juancho. I'm gonna keep it a bean. I did say, "Is that a Hernan Gomez brother?" Then I go to IMDb, find out it's Juancho. It's a real NBA player that Adam Sandler is bringing over. Because remember, this at first was supposed to be a Chinese basketball player. I, I wonder if it? wait, no, Schubert, wait, 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 wait. I, I know I didn't make I know we didn't make this up. I remember talking about this. do you, I really think LeBron's beef with China changed this?
0: I don't know. I don't remember.
1: Wait, wait 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 wait, wait. I'm looking this up. Give me a second. The basketball move. yeah, cause LeBron that
0: would be that would be kind of crazy. Let me see.
1: yeah, I told you I fucking called it. I knew we talked about this, Yep. So,
0: I uh, see it right here. Yeah.
1: They removed it. I, yeah, I told you. Oh. <laughs> wow. Julie, we talk about news when it's first announced. Like, we talk about things months in advance. Like, certain things I remember, certain things I don't. And then when I saw Juancho her, her, I was like, wait, is this that fucking movie me and were talked about? But where's the Asian basketball player? Took his ass out of there. Damn, because of the beef with China. Crazy.
0: Yeah, that's wild. It's crazy. I looked up in our old notes where to find it or whatever, and it's the same episode. It was episode eighty-two, and we talked about Dave Filoni put a new cryptic picture on his Twitter with and it's of Ahsoka, and like a Mandalorian thing. It's like, damn, that shit was a long time ago.
1: Yeah, that's a, no wonder why it hasn't dropped yet. They had beef, and they had to reformulate everything we do the whole show yeah yeah okay nice hustle coming out i don't know if i'm more interested in it now or if i'm less i don't know what's right but like you know i'll check it out i, I think it's something we should check out on account
0: that we've been talking about how we want more sports it, drama and, and dramas, this is the right or, type yeah. of
1: sports drama too this is like a real sports drama
0: yeah where they're you know, really playing basketball
1: no religion no young teens None of that. This is a no. straight sports story.
0: And that's yeah, Adam Sandler says as much in the thing. It's like you have to be completely obsessed. Mm-hmm. Not about are you the best, are you the most obsessed? I'm like, oh my God.
1: Well, then that tells me that, okay, so that tells me before the story was about how to make it into the NBA from like another country. Now yeah. I think, I think well, it, it still is. It still is, but I think they're really focused on how to make it into the NBA on the court because you don't get an NBA player to play the person unless you're about to show some on the court shit.
0: Well, I think they're going to show a good bit of on the court stuff. Yeah. Which is why it makes me excited about the shows because that's not really usually the focus of a lot of the basketball centric things we get. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I think the movie can't play basketball. I think
1: before it would have been more off the court shit with the original story idea, focusing more on Adam Sandler, the agent. I think now this is focusing more on the basketball itself. Cause you remember it was about Adam Sandler being a down on the luck agent going to China, finding this guy, showing him to LeBron. Yeah. That was the OG movie. Like, so now it seems like, okay, now he's still an agent, but like his player is seems a little better. I don't know.
0: Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But, um, definitely interesting. Um, little intro to that and we'll see how it does when it actually hits netflix i don't remember where when it said mm-hmm. um so the next trailer we'll talk about is windfall this i can't remember if this they, they were saying this was going to be another netflix thing Wait, which um, one? but it stars jason Sea. C- windfall oh, it stars jason it um yeah it is netflix uh, jesse Plemons and lily collins kind of like a, a one a a one uh, setting movie that's all going to take place at this vacation house of Lily Collins and Jesse Clements when Jason Siegel comes in and basically like tries to rob them but he's like an idiot and doesn't know how to rob them and he, he's just like, it, and then he's like, oh yeah, you know, I don't have anything and you guys have everything. That's type and Lily of Lily Collins is, like, haha, we don't have, you think I live a happy life. I'm like, oh God, here we go. Hey,
1: I'm going to watch it. This People is going to be like, Hitchcocky and inspired like some three person weave it's all about the acting yeah. I'm just interested to see if Jason Siegel can hold up same with Lily Collins Emily and Paris is good but can you match to Jesse Plemons it seems like Jesse Plemons is about to be acting circles around these two
0: um, yeah I mean I just think Jesse Plemons will definitely set the tone but Lily, trying to think if there was something that, that Lily Collins did that I really did like that she was in
1: hey i love emily in uh, paris I, I can't say that <laughs>
0: <Let's see. laughs> oh yeah stuck in love she did this movie called stuck in love and she was really really good um it has like nat wolf in it yeah greg kinnear jennifer conley Kristen bell logan lerman real good movie um She's so, uh, I think that she could really do good in a dramatic role based on like that role that I remember her from. So, uh, you know, I could believe it. Okay. Uh, you know, I could believe it, that she'll do pretty well. Jason Siegel is really the question mark for me because I mean, I always see him as kind of like a comedy actor. You
1: yeah. know, even,
0: even when he was in, like, I love you, man, I mean, there's a, a lot of comedy involved in that. Same with Forgetting Sarah Marshall. So,
1: that's the thing, like, can he pull it off? He's more of the question mark than Lily Collins for me, if I'm being honest.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, I guess, you know, especially with Lily Collins being a woman, she's, like, the only woman in the movie, and, like, you got... And then it's two guys, so those two guys are going to be fighting for, like, the, who's the the better guy in the movie. Yeah, it's good. And, it's and, I don't good. Know if, and Jesse Plemons is, like, the guy right now, so...
1: Yeah, Siegel's not about to outact Clemens. that's not, not, not at all. So, but I'm going to watch this. This looks very interesting.
0: Um, let's talk about Elvis now, because um, this movie looks good. That was a, that was a pretty great trailer, I must say, because I was very skeptical about it at first, but then, you know, seeing Austin Butler in the role and what Tom Hanks is about to do as the agent. Like, damn, this is gonna be a really good movie. And, like, and I don't think they're be. gonna
1: run away from Elvis taken from black people because the first scene they got him in the church, I was with it. I'm in it. Like, if you're gonna tell the Elvis story, tell it 100% true. I'm a rock with it and I'm gonna watch it. That movie looks good. And Austin Butler, as he gets older, starts to put the prosthetics more. It's less of him, more of the Elvis figure we know. I can get behind this. I can.
0: Yeah, I, I almost think that Tom Hanks being there kind of boosts his credibility so much more because, like, You know that Tom Hanks is not doing anything that he doesn't think is like
1: great, important, yeah.
0: So, yeah, I yeah, I think that this is gonna be pretty great. We'll see what ends up becoming of it next award season if it gets uh, any recognition. But it might get lost in the fall since it's so
1: early. It might have the Judas and the Black Messiah effect. Just depends on what's coming later.
0: That's a good point because how the hell are they not getting more recognition at this Oscars? That's just it's like the same deal when we did our end of the year thing and you were like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that movie. That I did. Came out in January. Like, I you know, did. But wait, didn't Judas in the
1: Black Messiah account for last year's Oscars or no?
0: I'm going to look right now
1: because they must have been nominated. I think it was because you remember it came out like in the covid year in L.A. in like November. It was in like a couple theaters. Oh, yeah, you're right. We didn't you're see right. it until January
0: you're right yeah because uh daniel clua won the oscar for the supporting. but
1: this movie will be like what you're talking about because this is coming out now and like we're yeah. gonna have to remember this this time next year if it's good enough i mean yeah, yeah we true. still know but it's,
0: it's definitely got us intrigued that's for sure true 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 um, now time for one the best that,
1: best trailer oh no you got yeah, Elvis.
0: No, I was just saying, this, now we're going to the one thing that you know I knew that you were excited to talk about.
1: Fucking contractor, contractor baby. Look, Ben Foster and Chris Pine, they said, hey, <laughs> Heller high water worked. Let's make a government spy one. <laughs> Let's get it going. I'm in it. I think Jeff Bridges is in this fucking movie, too. Who, who knows? They, I think they teamed everybody back up. Kiefer
0: Sutherland's in it.
1: Oh, Kiefer's in it. That's who's in it. Hey, yeah. I'm behind it. This looks good. Kind of about Chris Pine being a, a guy who's in the military killing people, but he, he lost his pension and whatnot. So now he's going to take contracts for this private firm. Thinks he's doing the right thing, stealing stuff for this big corporation. Now the corporation's out to get him. I'm in it. I'm in it. My type of movie.
0: Yeah. This is definitely the kind of movie that we've been waiting to see for a while. And it's yep. like, you know, finally one that's not Gerard Butler. Yeah. So. Let's do it. You know, I haven't seen Chris Prine do anything in a while, but he always carries a little bit of credibility. He does, and, and you know, Ben Foster definitely does. Mixing him back with Ben Foster, so for sure.
1: Oh, also, let me let you know. I I am keeping tabs on the Gray Man, like I did for the Batman. Uh, I follow um the Russo brothers on TikTok. Their their um their production company, and and I'm getting updates on the Gray Man daily. So I'll let y'all know when we there know more. Go. All right. Well,
0: back into our news stories, Fargo is coming back for season five and it's going to be set in 2019. Uh, so no mask. That's probably why they did that.
2: Mm, so they okay. could tell
0: a current story with no masks. Um, with the media release teasing, when is a kidnapping, when is a kidnapping, not a kidnapping, kidnapping? And what if your wife isn't yours? So mm. That's. What they're saying, but I'm old. That sounds like classic Fargo. Fargo, yeah.
1: So, you know, I'm yeah. down. Check it out. You're right, they did it um, in 2019 so they didn't have to wear masks. You're 100% right,
0: yeah, because they, they wanted to tell the story and not have to have COVID be an overshadow,
1: mm,
0: yep, but it wanted to be modern. Uh, so Walton Goggins, you know, we love him in Righteous Gemstones, but now he's going to be the lead in Fallout, but love Amazon him in Prime Justified,
1: series. too. Good for him. Good for Walden Goggins. Get, finally getting his shot as a lead. Going to be in a big time TV show. Let's see how he does. He's a great actor.
0: Yeah, I feel like his look bodes for a post-apocalyptic. Bodes it well
1: does. And he can add his own type of humor. Like this is a good casting.
0: Yeah, so I think that's a good casting for them. Interesting. going to gonna see him in that role. It's like the <laughs> same deal where like people would be like, oh, well, yeah alan rich richson for the reacher i don't know if i'd like that but
1: hey you know it works putting it together it works so good for them Um, and walton goggins great man he is yeah i haven't seen him bad Uh, from justified to the quentin tarantino movie great actor
0: yeah i like a lot of what he does he's a big character guy but now he's gonna get get the lead because Um, But the next story I'm pretty excited about, the NBA legend Bill Russell's getting his definitive documentary treatment from Netflix. The synopsis explains that the documentary serves as the definitive bio doc on the greatest champion in the history of American sports, tracing Russell's history on the court on and off, paying special reverence to his work as a civil rights pioneer. Uh, From the humblest of beginnings, Russell went on to lead each and every one of his basketball teams to championships, two high school state High school championships, two back back NCAA titles, and a gold medal and a gold medal at the 1956 Melbourne Olympic Games, and 11 championships with the Celtics. Um, he also goes over the time his last his last two seasons where he was coached by the first black coach in NBA history. Um, Bill's story is innately an and uniquely intertwined with the 75 history. 75-year history of the NBA and the story of America's last eight decades.
1: Oh, okay. You know I love basketball docs, so I can get behind this, especially since it's Bill Russell telling the story of the NBA. I can rock with it.
0: I think it's going to be a kind of cool perspective and a story that I don't think anyone, especially in our generation, really knows much about. I I know that I don't really know much about his era or anything about his life, so I think this would be really interesting.
1: Yep. And if it's like like you said, Last Dance style telling us some Bill Russell stuff, we don't know much about him. We always say he's fighting plumbers and whatnot. And of course, they're going to do like the civil rights aspect to it. We watch One Night in Miami. People don't ever like to mention with the Muhammad Ali convention. People always talk about Abdul Jabbar being there. But Bill Russell was one of the main people there, too. Yeah. So all that's going to be in there. I'm definitely excited for this.
0: Uh, Next story we got is studios and streamers are pouring over the movie Here. Uh, It's an adaptation of a celebrated Richard McGuire graphic novel that will reunite the trio behind the 1944 film Forrest Gump. Tom Hanks will star, Zemeckis will direct, and the script will be penned by Eric Roth and Zemeckis. The graphic novel Here is centered in in one room and focuses on the many people who inhabit it over the years and years, from the past to the distant future
1: never read this, but this sounds kind of zemeckis Like he loves time. He loves this form of sci-fi stuff. And I feel like he'll make it his own with Tom Hanks.
0: Yeah, I, you know, obviously Tom Hanks would probably just play like a generation within the room, but I love these kinds of movies that really are centric on something other than character. Mm. Uh, there's a movie that I, I really, a movie and story that I really like that's called like Red Violin, I believe. And pretty much the entire movie is about the journey of the people who come in contact with this red violin and like what it means to them in their life at that certain point. And so I think this is going to be something similar with that where like each time there's going to be a different person going through something else within this room, mm. um, you know, whether that means something like on a grander scale or just, you know, just telling different stories. Within that one space, but I think it's going to be pretty cool.
1: Okay, you're saying like and we'll see who the, gets it. The, the room itself is like the thing that's moving throughout the movie, and we see different people come into the room. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I'll be down with that as well. Either way, whichever and, one they do it, if like it'll be like watching a play, yeah, or is like, one or is one person in the room the come, entire time? And like,
0: no, okay. no, I don't think anyone will be in the room the entire time. It would just be the room, and like you'll see people exit the room, and then maybe I don't know if they'll like segmented or if they'll just be like people in the room and then you just see random people in the room change.
1: Mm, the room can get destroyed it's as like time passes. One room. The, like, I can see yeah. like getting into the future. The room gets destroyed. Up. It gets built up again. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm, yeah. with, you, I'm with you. Okay. Yeah, I can rock with this. So, we'll see. Uh,
0: n- another big director, Brad Bird, he's going to direct Ray Gunn for Skydance Animation. The retro-futuristic Ray Gun is an unproduced project that Bird had originally developed as a hand-drawn feature at Turner Animation back in the mid-90s. The project proved to be too far ahead of its time. It was an intelligent and, jar- and dark genre film in the era of movies like Balto. Good era. Um, and good era, but you know, I guess they weren't telling dark cartoon stories back then. I, I doubt that, so I don't know why I think it greenlit. Um, but here's how it's described. Um, I want, well, here's how he described it. He said, I wanted to do a detective story set in the future, but I wanted that future to be seen from the same time period during which the detective story was at its peak, the thirties. Uh, this is an art deco future where everything is streamlined within an inch of its life or cities and gargantuan jewels that stretch into the heavens. Where flying cars stream through the air, where creatures from other planets have joined the melting pot, and holograms are only in black and white. At the same time, I wanted to combine two desperate worlds from the same period: the squeaky clean look of Buck Rogers and the contemporary gritty, been-around characters from pulp novels. So, imagine this being sort of
1: Batman Beyond. But with like a, but with like the question as the main character, essentially, basically just like a noir c- cyberpunk story, essentially. Blade Runner. But yeah, that's the other one I was thinking of. Just didn't come out. Yeah. Okay. An, an
0: I, get I get behind this. An adult, an adultish animation, I assume. Since yeah, since he wanted to make it dark. But I mean, like he's the same guy who did Iron Giant and Incredibles, which have its darkness to it, but are also inherently a kid show. So I don't know how he's going to make this take, but it sounds something like, sounds like something we could probably get behind.
1: Yeah. Either way, I'll, I'll watch it. Like, even if it's like Incredibles, less adulty, or if it's more adulty, less Incredibles, I can watch it either way.
0: Yeah. Uh, next, we got Bridgerton star Phoebe, Dev De- 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 I can't say, ever say her name. Uh, she's going to be starting a new feature at Amazon studios. It's called The Outlaws, Scarlet and Brown, a futuristic f- thriller from director James Bobbin. Uh, the film is set in a fragmented future England where gunfights and monsters collide and where formidable outlaw Scarlet McCain fights daily against the odds. When she discovers a wrecked coach on, on, a, lo- on a lonely road, there's only one survivor, the seemingly hapless young Albert Brown. Soon new and, and place of. Placeable enemies are on their heels and a relentless pursuit comes across or continues across the broken landscape of England. Scarlet must fight to uncover the secrets of Albert's past and come to terms with the imp- implications of her own. So another I kind of imagine this being kind of like Carnival Row on Amazon. Mm,
1: okay. I see which what you're is
0: saying. An okay show. Yeah, it wasn't great. This, so but again, you know, Amazon gives us these things where we're like, I don't know if we'll like that. Like, I, you know, I, I would even take going back to what's what's the other one that Jim from the Office does? Oh, Jack um, Jack Ryan. That's my shit. When when Amazon when, when Amazon pitched you Jack Ryan with Jim from the Office, and many people were like, I don't know. Yeah, they were. When, when people pitched Alan Richmond as Reacher, a lot of us were like, I don't know.
1: No, that's fa- that's true. So, I mean, Amazon hits, but, you know, you got to take it for what it is. You got to give them their chance to make things. Sometimes ca- they fail like Carnival Row, but sometimes they hit incredible like Jack Ryan.
0: Yeah. So, we'll uh, have to wait and see on that one, see if there's a trailer that comes out soon.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, so, Lucas Gage... Who uh, was most recently on White Lotus and he was also in the first season of euphoria, has joined the cast of Netflix's You for season four as a series regular. Gage mm. will portray Adam, an expat American, the youngest son of a wealthy East Coast magnate. He's famous for spectacularly failing and meets and meet the standards of his successful venerable venerable family. An entrepreneur and a gambler. Adam is a warm and funny party host and fast friend. Underneath, Adam is hiding a trove of secrets and papering over problems with heavy self-medication. Determined to prove himself, Adam's talking big, risky swings, living in the truism that a good businessman does absolutely anything he can to get away with. Does he love his wealthy, titled girlfriend, or is he using her? There's Mm -hmm. no doubt he's manipulating his friends, and the only question is how far... He'd go. So Aka have, Joe's adversary. That's what my girlfriend said. That I mean, uh, she's right. That that's
1: Joe's adversary. That's who that's gonna be.
0: He's gonna be going yeah, after I, the black I'm... girl. Black girl,
1: yeah, the girl Joe. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. bro, yes. And then she, Joe's gonna be like, "Ugh, this evil man. He's too." And then he's gonna walk into maybe some government conspiracy. <laughs>
0: Maybe something <laughs> like that. I just uh, I was like thinking that maybe this guy, like the girlfriend or whatever, would be like his next target. You know, you know have this dude just
1: yeah, those two girls. Yeah, and then the, his girl, the girls always have some dude. This is the dude. Yeah, but this is his girl from last season's probably girl. I don't think he gonna meet a new girl. I think it's the the librarian girl. I think this gonna be her man.
0: No, no. Cause she doesn't fit uh, as a wealthy girlfriend. She doesn't fit that mold.
1: Wait, they said he—he's he, he, she, gonna have a wealthy girlfriend.
0: Yeah. Does he love his wealthy, titled girlfriend? Maybe they're mm. entitled.
1: But like, mm. okay, okay, maybe this will be a new woman of Joe's. Either way, he's gonna be. Or a it villain. could just be like you
0: know how like the, the couple was you know mm.
1: in season three. Cherry and her husband extras, yeah, okay, they might be the extras, but I don't know this guy's Doesn't, too- know, have a role, yeah, okay, either way, I feel like he's gonna be the adversary, but you make a good point the the couple could be the villain couple, either way, we'll see, hmm, yeah, you pose an interesting point with that,
0: okay, so. There's gonna be a sonic the hedgehog series about knuckles.
1: Oh Jesus, can we just Plus. can we just let the knuckles thing work first? Can we just like let this let's see if it works? Like, y'all need to be focused on Sonic three with Shadow. Like, I don't need nothing from Knuckles until I see Shadow straight up. Well, Sonic Three has also been greenlit. I know, yeah. I saw that. So that has to be Shadow. Knuckles is a win. Then go ahead, do the Knuckles series. But like so far. Best video game property, Sonic the Hedgehog. But they did say Uncharted is good, which I will go see this week for next week's pod. I heard that's like All right, pretty man. good.
0: Yeah, let us know how that goes. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so you just, well, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, let's know <laughs> say <it> <laughs> is going to be back to voice Knuckles in the series. So I think yeah, that gives you a little bit of credibility, but it's not going to launch until 2023.
1: Easier Selva was like, y'all want me to come back in a blood sports show? <laughs> <laughs> I got to get in shape. Nah, I'm going to just go voice this Knuckles guy over here and make similar money. <laughs> Bradley Cooper said being oh rocking raccoons the easiest money he makes in two weeks.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> a fair point.
1: Like, legit. And I feel so bad for, like, real voice actors. And, and and that's not district. No, that is. I gotta keep it a B because I because I, I interview a bunch of real voice actors and I fuck with I have like real voice actor friends. I feel bad for them, man, because they spend their 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 lives getting ready for some of these events through these roles. They they like look at this. this is like some of the biggest things ever, and like Bradley Cooper's like, Oh yeah, waltz in there two weeks, <laughs> rocking raccoon, <laughs> get out. <laughs> they don't take that shit serious, bro. <laughs>
0: You know, it's got to be the easiest money for Vin Diesel. <laughs> oh,
1: Groot. Oh, he says it's Groot. <laughs> what a clown. Yeah. Oh, man, that's funny. But yeah, I'm down for right. uh, the Sonic universe. So if,
0: if you didn't think we were getting enough Lord of the Rings, uh, the Lord of the Rings, the War of Ro- Rohim is uh, the original anime feature from the New Line Cinema and Warner Brothers Animation, set for release April of 2024. So you've two years away. They gave a first look recently. Hey, I'm into that. Um, it's, set, it's set roughly two centuries before the events of The Hobbit. Uh, the War of Rohim will explore the exploits of Helm Hammerhand, the King of Rohan, and creation of Helm's Deep, the stronghold featured in Peter Jackson's Two Towers.
1: Okay, I wonder if this is at the same time as the Rings of Power.
0: Maybe. I, I don't know where Oh no, it's Warner Brothers. Mind of-
1: Never mind. It's probably not because it's Warner Brothers, not Amazon. Yeah, this is something different. Okay. So yeah, this is probably just them like, yeah, we own the rights to the story. We're gonna tell there's it. There's gonna be a big battle. Yeah, there's gonna be a you know, a giant okay. battle. I'm into it. In, in anime. I like I like anime stuff. So and if you're gonna if you're gonna try to get me in the Lord of the Rings, the best way is the Lord of the Rings anime. So fair enough.
0: And it seems like it's a movie, so I I like that more so than a series. hmm I think you're just getting enough. Okay. Um, All right. I'm into it. So, John Cena, fresh off Peacemaker, going to star in Looney Tunes live action animated hybrid, Coyote versus Acne. The film follows Wile Wild E. Coyote, who, after Acne products fail him once and many times in his pursuit of the Roadrunner, decides to hire a billboard lawyer to sue the Acne Corporation. The case pits Wile E again and his lawyer against the, the latter's intimidating former boss played by cena but a growing friendship between man and cartoon stokes their determination to win chris tefaria and james gunn are producing
1: hey james gunn has has uh history making these live action cartoons with scooby-doo he, that was his property so like mm-hmm. i get it john cena's the man like if this if peacemaker's not successful i guarantee this is the rock like two years ago, this is a the Rocks movie. I told you John Cena was about to be one of the biggest stars in the world. And I and on Sue, here we are. He's about to be in the Looney Tunes adaptation.
0: Yeah, this is definitely a different take on the Looney Tunes, especially with the Roadrunner story, the Wiley e. Coyote and Road it Runner story. It makes sense.
1: It's a good, it's a good thing because Acne always fails him.
0: I always wondered yeah, uh... that. Yeah, so I think this actually might be geared more towards a an older audience
1: who watch the classic Looney Tunes stuff. Yeah, that that's a good yeah. point because kids don't really know about that,
0: or they wouldn't really get behind the idea of oh, we're just gonna do a story about the law. Yeah, or, you know, lawyers going after an acting corporation. I think feel like it's more of an adult theme.
1: It's to get the adults in, and then they'll have like the explosions for the kids. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. I'm I'm into it. We'll see how it goes. And, you know, it's gonna be an HBMX. I mean good like I go my for a man scene. Yeah. Uh, so Olivia Munn, Danny Ramirez, Lone Ch Chabanol, uh Mbeth Davids, and Jesse T. Usher our latest actor, actors the board tales of the walking dead bro can we and okay okay can we
1: make an executive the walking dead universe? can we make an executive decision to never put walking dead news ever again on this podcast ever again i only put it on
0: there because <laughs> Olivia Munn's on there and then i saw that terry crews and jillian bell are apparently also going to be in the series i'm like what the heck terry crews and the walking dead even more like, that's the that's the only episode i might watch because it's an <laughs> anthology so i don't have to watch the whole thing <laughs> I'll, I'll watch the one Terry Crews episode. <laughs> I'm in.
1: They already sold you. Look at this. I, I never want to see another Walking Dead show, story, character. I never need to hear the name Walking Dead ever again as long as I live. I'm so sick of that Robert Kirkman franchise. It's unbelievable.
0: It's not even like the best zombie thing out there right now. It's
1: not. It is not. Not even close. Uh, I don't know.
0: I don't know why everyone wants to be part of this franchise, but, yeah, lo and behold. So, Rupert Grint and Nikki Amuka-Byrd have joined Dave Bautista and M.I. Shyamalan's highly anticipated Knock at the Cabin. Shyamalan will write, direct, and produce a thriller for Universal. um, But, of course, there's no information about it.
1: Mm, Okay. All right. Um, Well, good for Rupert Grint back in the acting. I know he's sick of seeing... Robert Pattinson well, is, and all the other Harry Potter homies getting roles.
0: Rupert ain't getting. Well, shit. I mean, uh, he's he, no. I mean, he's had his own thing going on. He had a Netflix show. Uh, he, he, he this is the second time working with M.I. Night He's currently on the series *Servant* on ABC and uh, ABC Apple TV. Okay. So he's he's getting work. It's just you know he's not Batman and he's not Weird Al Yank.
1: So <laughs> or in *Guns Akimbo*. <laughs> Yeah. Great movie, man. Da- to me, Daniel, still higher than Rupert. Daniel was in Guns of yes. fucking Kimbo. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, you know, if we're ranking Potter actors, I think, you know, Rob hat's up on top. Oh, number got, one. And then you got Hermione.
1: Are we putting Emma got- Watson over Daniel just because she was fucking Belle? Yeah. Guns of Kimbo was a better fucking movie than Beauty and the Bees.
0: I'm Team uh, well, Daniel, yeah. baby. If it, if we're gonna argue that, I think you know the dude from. Oh no, Dursley's kicking it. ass.
1: Oh no, no, wait, 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 wait. Wait, hold on. If we really gonna rank Harry Potter actors, it's Pattinson one, Dudley two. Dudley is two. Okay. Dudley's been a great v- You know, Dudley's been a good villain in a lot of things. Yeah,
0: he was, and he was really good in Queen's Gambit. So yeah, he was
1: an old guard too. As the villain like, guy, he's, he's kind
0: of come out of nowhere and, and like really made those dudes make themselves feel
1: bad. Exactly. So I'm putting like, Dudley too. Then, then we can go. Emma Watson slash Dan Radcliffe tied at three. But Freddie Strom is over Rupert Grin. I'm sorry. Peacemaker is a better show than anything Rupert Grin has done. And Vigilante is is affirmatively locked into the culture. As a, me and Curse are going to be Vigilante and Peacemaker for Halloween. Like that shows you how much Vigilante is locked into this, this the zeitgeist is one of well, America's I'm, favorite I'm gonna, characters.
0: I'm going to put him over Rupert Grin too. Cause like not only did he do Peacemaker in a you need another show to reference him on he was on the show Unreal but the mock the mock show about the bachelor and he played uh, like the bachelor Oh, hilarious
1: okay okay, okay. shout out to Freddie Stroma yeah Rupert Grant trying Freddy to Freddie Stroma's
0: come up. man <laughs> yeah it's funny how like people who've come out of Potter Are faring in different ways.
1: Shit, you can even say the fucking black dude's doing better than Rupert Grint. My man was in How I Met Your Mother. I mean, no, not uh. How to Get Away with Murder. murder. Yeah, he was in a hit ABC TV
0: show. That's true. (laughs) Damn Rupert. I mean, yeah, we put him once, where we did, but I mean, yeah, what have you done for me lately, Emma?
1: That's what I'm saying. That's why I said. Daniel Radcliffe should be above Emma Watson. Emma Watson was cool when she was a teen heartthrob. After after fucking Harry Potter, people, all the guys our age was like, "Oh, Emma Watson's hot," and we kept her in the cultural zeitgeist because she was hot. She got to be Belle. Ever since then, what movie has Emma Watson been in, bro? She is not with. Emma. She is not the best Emma. Shout out to, shout out to my girl, uh, Emma Stone. Like Emma Stone definitely said that straight. I remember when people used to say, oh yeah, Emma Watson up there with Emma Stone. You don't say that anymore.
0: Yeah, I guess, you know, she wasn't she was good in the last movie she was in, which was Little Woman. But I mean, that was 2019 and she wasn't the main. She wasn't even the main
1: person. That was fucking uh, Lady Bird. And yeah. Florence Pugh.
0: Yeah, exactly. So
1: nah, yeah, nah. uh-uh. Emma Watson ain't shit these days. <laughs> Team Daniel. <laughs> Rupert Grint might be doing better than Emma, bro.
0: Currently, he might. <laughs> she hasn't been in anything since 2019. He's that's been in three shows.
1: That's what since I'm saying, bro. We got to call a spade a spade. She thought Bell was going to put her back on the map. Psh, shit was ass. <laughs> maybe she needs to get into the TV. Maybe. Maybe she just needs someone needs to, show. to... Maybe she needs someone like our age... Or like someone a little bit older who's like, yeah, that Emma Watson girl. I liked her in those Harry Potter movies. Let's let's make a show about her. Yeah. Uh,
0: so, someone that I don't think Lyndon's telling people to make a show about is Melissa Benoist, who you yeah, know most notably known as Supergirl.
1: Trash. Uh,
0: She's coming. She's going to reunite with Berlanti Productions. Oh, even more series.
2: trash! <laughs> uh,
0: Benoist is in negotiations headline the girls on the bus, uh, which has received a straight series order at HBO Max. The character-driven comedic drama uh, revolves around four female journalists, one of them being played by Benoist, who fo- follow every move of a parade of flawed presidential candidates while finding friendship, love, and scandal along the way. Based off a book about Hillary Clinton's campaign, so mm. it's not gonna it's not gonna be based upon like the true story of that book, but it's based
1: upon like she doesn't get a full thumbs down, things. she gets half, she gets leaning to down. It's not down yet, but it's leaning to down.
0: You had me in Berlante Productions. I'm not watching this. <laughs> Sorry, Berlanti. Watch Berlanti Productions put on, you know, four female journalists finding friendship, love, and scandal along the
1: way. I'm okay. Uh, I don't don't know about that. I am okay.
0: So earlier this week, Paramount Plus... What? (laughs) Paramount Plus shared its first look at the upcoming Blue's Clues film, Blue's Big City Adventure. The hybrid live-action animated flick will follow the titular dog and series host Josh as they explore the Big Apple. The two will be joined by Blues Clues former star Steve and his brother Joe, a reunion that draws comparisons to Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> I any, saw any movie, any movie where like there's going to be three a team up of like <laughs> of people coming back together for a you know a stretch of time, it's gonna be compared to Spider-Man No Way Home. It's gonna be it's gonna be a movie trope now. <laughs>
1: The nostalgia meets ultimate nostalgia when you bring all the formers together. So we're getting all the Blues Clues universe. This is so horrible, bro. But this is not I I swear to God, if I see anybody our age going to the theaters to watch Steve on the big screen, we're fighting. There's no way this This is is not for us. This is not for us. Don't let this be in your queue. If I come to your house and this is in your queue, I'm leaving. (laughs) Damn.
0: Not even going to check out what Steve's up to,
1: huh? I'm not checking out Steve, Joe,
0: or Josh. I'm, I bet you if there's anything funny enough in it, it's going to be on TikTok. It's going to be on
1: TikTok or Twitter instantly.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, so no thank some, you. To wrap things up with the news, some some uh, information about ending of series. I thought this was
1: stuff we knew. My,
0: well, you know, just reiterate again uh-huh. again. Atlanta okay. will end after season four. That's official, done deal. No one else needs to talk about it. That was official when Donald
1: Glover tweeted after season three and four, don't compare us to Sopranos, it's over with. (laughs) He said it was over after three and four like months ago.
0: Yeah, so we got two more seasons of Atlanta, but I think what was most notable about that is like, I think they said it was going to end at the end of the year. So it's almost like we might get two seasons this year. Oh, back to back?
1: Hard, hard. Okay, I can rock with that.
0: So that's the that's the thing to watch out for with Atlanta is that it seems like we might be rushing into these two seasons. Mm. Um, and then Stranger Things is going to end after season five, which is too long. Uh, Stranger Things four will release in two parts: volume one, May twenty seventh, and volume two, July first. This should have been it right here. These people are too old. They got to move on with their lives. Caleb McLaughlin is trying to get things going. Ben Wolf is trying to live on this forever, but you know. <laughs>
1: Look, Finn Finn Wolfhard, puberty hasn't hit him well, so he's not getting roles right now. <laughs> Finn Wolfhard. Yeah, all, all,
0: he had was that, he, all he had was that Ghostbusters movie.
1: He was about to be popping. His voice started cracking the wrong way. They're not giving that man no roles. That's fucked up. <laughs> that's all Kayla McLaughlin. Yeah, that's all. And then I guess Noah Schnapp will be next. Because the chubby kid ain't getting roles.
0: That's all, that's all I saw with Noah Shop is that he was like, posted one of those videos where he got accepted to like some big school he wanted to go to.
1: Is he going to like Juilliard?
0: Not like Juilliard, but you mm-hmm. know, some private school that it's hard to get into, I guess. Side
1: note, whole time during Euphoria, I was like, damn, Lexi should be going to Juilliard. This place is hard. I was, I was like, "How can the school one let this play go on, and
0: like with the stuff that's in it? And two, how do they have this set design? Like that, <laughs> yeah, that shit wait. was badass." The
1: whole time I'm like, "Damn, <laughs> these these lighting and these sets look fire! <laughs> like this shit is crazy." Yeah. And then uh, I I understand why Rue wasn't bad. I think I think the Lexi to Rue stuff. Oh, well, was we kind of...
0: talk oh. about it. We're to talk about it because, right. like, yeah, see, I'm, we'll go I'm deep I'm into lie. it. But, yeah, like, okay. yeah, moving on the rise.
1: Is anything out like right now? Like I'm going to tell you all to watch shit That's like freshly new. But let's get yeah. into a movie on the rise. The segment where we give one movie or TV show that's out right now. Look, HBO Max dropped the, this hilarious show. It's an adult swim show. It's called Smiling Friends. Fucking creepy, fucking weird, but it's funny in all the best ways. I watched it. It is really good. Also, Grand Crew, NBC comedy on Hulu right now. In Abbott Elementary, I'm sorry I'm late. It's incredible. That's my movie on the rise this week. I agree with that.
0: For me, I would have to say that uh, I did check out The Kingsman this week. And it's nice. actually, when you think about it less as a Kingsman movie and more of like a World War One movie, it's kind of cool. Okay. Because um, like it really doesn't have the same vibe as like the other Kingsman
1: movies. Did you stay to the post credit? because how they were teasing Hitler, people were upset on TikTok. People yeah. were like, they did a post-credit movie teasing Hitler. What is this?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, the whole bit of the movie is like, you know, it's behind the scenes of like how World War One got started or whatever. And they're like, you know, a spy group that's trying mm. to like end the war because the homies like, you know, people, he, he doesn't want his son to go fight in the war because like, he's like people aren't fighting this war. They're just dying. Like it, it does Like, this is not how you win. Like, you just got to, like, you know, you know, kill the main people. Got you. And so, like, you know, that's uh, their whole bit about the war. So I think, like, what they're trying to tease at is that they might do another one in the Kingsman universe. I doubt um, it. (laughs) Well, you know, I actually wouldn't hate it because our boy is one of the Kingsmen. Who? Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh, he is? Yeah, he's, like, the second in command of the Kingsman at the end of the movie.
1: ATJ oh let's go yeah. man give him give him so, I need like, to watch I the support they, so so I wouldn't mind if they did a movie where like he was like the main spy okay I'd get behind that now you got me excited now I gotta go watch Kingsman well he doesn't really do anything
0: but he's just in it
1: okay it's mainly
0: Ralph Fiennes so, like, yeah it's mainly him but I like I just feel like if you're gonna put Aaron Taylor Johnson in this movie and you're going to tease that you might want to do another, then like I feel like he's going to
1: be next. And then they were like player. the MCU crossover, Baron Zemo's recruiting Hitler now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, so, I mean, not, that's not a bad watch. And then I finished in and Lerner this week, and that was a pretty good one. Okay. I'm, I, told, I told Lyndon before the podcast, we got to get Anna Delvey on the pod. I don't want to talk about her scamming you know banks and shit like that i want to talk about how she was pretty much just partying with all these rich people we're gonna try to get her i want to know like who was the most famous person she partied with (laughs) and like and you know how and what the crazy stuff was going on behind the scenes because i know this girl just wasn't just like Drinking champagne and having fancy dinners and then just ripping off hotels. Like I know she was probably out at some clubs, like you know, ripping cocaine and partying with like rappers. Just like so. I want to
1: hear from the Tinder swindler. They're trying to give him a dating show. We need to interview both of those people while it's hot.
0: While it's hot for sure. We can we can get to her. I mean, she's just in the ice prison Oh, right
1: I follow I followed her on Twitter. I know where she's at. We we, we got it. I'm gonna try <laughs> and I think her DMs are open, so I'm gonna I'm gonna send the link.
0: Of course they are. She's just, she's such a narcissist that she, you know, she wants people to like, you know, fawn over her. And I'm down. I'll fawn over her. I'll be like, Anna Delvey, tell me everything. Tell me the good stuff. I don't care about the stuff that's on the show. I don't care about the stuff that's on your 2020. Like I'm not, you know, that's like the thing Your boys do not have to call me And tell, ask me not to say things Because I'm not going to
1: talk about any of that shit
0: I want to know what the party scene was like
1: <laughs> that's, that's a good it. angle That's a really good angle We'll we'll hit up Anna Delvey, your people call our people But, alright, yeah, let's talk let's, let's do Peacemaker last Just because I just watched you for it, we both did And it's on my mind, Lexi should be going to Juilliard yeah. Man, that's a good play That was a damn good play yeah. That's a damn good play, too bad her sisters are going to fuck it up Bro. Uh, okay, now, now what I was saying was, but now that now that we, we, we got to that point, the people that should be mad should not be Rue. I think this was a love letter to her and Rue's friendship, honestly. Well, Rue's not mad. Yeah, no. I'm, Rue likes it. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying Rue shouldn't be mad. I don't think Maddie should be mad. No, I think this is also kind of
0: Good for Maddie. Like, I think that Lexi's like, Maddie, I like really respect who you are as a person. Uh-huh. You're like,
1: individual. Yeah. Like, you're your own person. Yeah. 100%. It kind of looks bad on Kat. Well, I don't... I don't was that in the play?
0: <laughs> because that, that wasn't in the play. Like Because, like, one, how did they know that she was doing all that? And two, <laughs> how would her ex-boyfriend be okay with that? <laughs> I assumed it was
1: in the play. I thought all that was in the play. <laughs>
0: I know. I don't think that was in the play because, like, I was I, like, "What purpose did it serve?" Like, I just was that was so confusing to me. Like, I didn't even understand like why that was even in it at all.
1: That's why it's that like, woman. The whole thing that that's was why she says like, she like, ate a part in this show now. <laughs> she just sucks. Cat's character is the worst. Yeah, she makes no sense. And I
0: mean, that's why the actress probably like walked off the set early and was so pissed. She was like, "Did
1: you hear my theory?" I, my theory is that. Well, obviously, it's come out that like Sam Levinson's like addictions with drugs is heavily based on Rue, but I think Sam Levinson himself is Cat's ex Cat's ex boyfriend, and I feel like that that shit felt too real, bro. I think that's him in high school, and like some bitch lied to him saying she was gonna get her get her brain thing happen, and then put that in there, <laughs> put that in there. Her character went too left, Maybe. two left.
0: Yeah, so I don't know about all that, but. You know, Cassie is only mad because she, she's a bitch. Mm,
1: it like, looked bad on Cassie. That, that, like, how did it look bad on Cassie? No, I'm saying it looked how bad. It looked, it, bad like, on it, Cassie. it looked bad on Cassie. Oh, no, the like fact yeah. that Cassie was in that bathroom what, looking crazy with Maddie's makeup, and then she fucked Nate. Was like, I'll wear what you want. I'll do what you want. And he's like, Are you, you don't care what like, that shit was No,
0: <laughs> she was weird. So like, that was, <laughs> all Lexi was trying to say in the play is like, you know. This you are my sister like this is what i know you'd be and like i've always been jealous of you but i mean i also feel sorry for you
1: yep exactly and the whole time me and curse is watching this out every time we see sydney sweeney we're just like take them titties out because i'm trying to see them a.m to the p.m double deed them because i need them that's the that's the tiktok thing when she comes out that's like little people that's a little saying they say it's fucking awesome <laughs> Oh my God. They show her titties like, every thought, five seconds, bro. It's crazy.
0: I thought some. I thought one of them might have bust out on that one scene <laughs> when she's walking in the hallway. I was like, damn.
1: That's what I said. What on when she went to the bathroom, I was like, why are they jiggling so much right now? So that's. <laughs> I, that I was cursed. like, damn,
0: Sam. She, the, the Sam Lemonson couldn't get her to like, you know, let him out. So he was just like, well, we're gonna jiggle the shit out.
1: Look, bro. Every, I I can't help with like really overanalyzed this is like, damn, Sam Levison, really about showing these girls tits? Like, because that's what he be doing.
0: He's free. <laughs> and and like, my Nick. girlfriend explained it to me in a, in a really good way. She was like, this is, you know, Maybe he's not like, you know, doing something that's really, really bad right now, but it's the same shit with like Dan Schneider, where you know mm. that dude was having all those people do that peach shit on Nickelodeon <laughs> because he had his fucking kinks. And it'll Sam come out Lopez, like when we're like, it'll come like
1: in ten years, like Sam Levinson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well damn, we kinda saw it coming in euphoria. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah, you know, the other part. Nate. Go ahead. Felt bad for him, man. Dude was like, "This what? is so, this is so homosexual. This is so homophobic." No, he, he
0: said it was homophobic. I was yeah. like, "Bro, you're just like mad that like people are thinking that like you're, you're gay, man." When you yeah. are, so, so you're just mad that people like are now on on the radar, thinking that you outing them.
1: That's kind of fucked up. You can't out the guy. But she didn't out him because she doesn't know. Yeah, you're right. Only we know because we're the audience. You're right. Yeah, so like
0: all she was trying to say was like, you know, that boys try not to be gay so bad, but like the things that they do sometimes are inherently gay. Mm, gotcha, 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 you. Okay,
1: okay. And all like, right.
0: And, and just wanted to have like a fun number in there, but you know, Nate is, is just a bitch and took it to heart. And also uh, and broke up with Cassie. Now Cassie's about to tear the fucking place
1: down. Yeah, she is. Also, Rue's mom had the most hurtful thing I've heard in this show ever when she was like, <laughs> Look, you could do all the drugs you want, now, Rue. It don't matter, cause if I got the choice of losing two daughters or or only losing one, you got to go. Bye. I'm saving her. I was like, damn, I broke my heart.
0: Rue didn't disagree though.
1: Yeah, Rue like, was like, that's right. fair. Yeah, no. So maybe maybe she'll get her shit together now. She was clean this whole episode. Yeah. That we know of. She shan- Trying to
0: get Jules's attention, I was like, "Rue, stop looking at Jules." Jules is trying to get her Lexi's attention. Play. Maybe. Yeah, I'm not.
1: Fuck Jules. Fuck Jules. I'm on team Rue. <laughs> Fuck Jules, bro. I mean, I,
0: I'm I'm not I'm not on team Jules. I don't know if I'm on team Rue either. But, <laughs> I'm know, on team Rue. I, Let's definitely, get it. I, I definitely don't think it's cool that you know, uh, Jules tried to be. Oh, like oh yeah, we need to have this intervention. Blah blah blah. This this and this, and then what's fucking that dude, the fucking
1: the addict. <laughs> yeah. So No man, Team Rue. Let's get her some help. Get her clean. That's that's Team Rue, man. That's who, that's who we we pulling for her. But Maddie looks. Go to go back to buying eights
0: from Fesco. She don't need to be buying doing pills no more.
1: Yeah, facts. Fucking let Maddie look good in this episode. Poor Fesco. They about to get raided. It's over. If you watch the preview, yeah, you, know, the you know it's happening. Ashtray, I think he's gonna die. Yeah, because he's
0: gonna try and do something. He's gonna get shot. They're not
1: killing. They're not killing Angus Cowell. He's too popular. They're gonna kill him off last season, but they realized he was too popular. He's definitely too popular now.
0: Yeah, I just don't know how he's ever gonna get out of that. Like, so I guess season three is
1: just gonna be prison the whole time. Damn, you think the whole time? Part of it, and half yeah some of it true yeah it just depends yeah. on like what he gets charged with yeah you're right you're right unless they charge ashtray with I feel it like oh well, he's dead yeah if he's died yeah no you you make a good point okay
0: yeah damn poor and man. i feel like then like part of euphoria at that point is going to be a commentary in prison with that's mm,
1: good mm, good point that's a good prediction that's a damn good prediction damn yeah they can't take he's the best character in the fucking show or at least my favorite. Well, and it
0: sucks and like you know this whole thing is so heartbreaking because like we've all been waiting for this point for him where he like you know he and lexi can like be together really become something
1: yeah facts oof sucks and 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 the whole time nate's getting upset i'm like chris was like why doesn't he do something is he about to explode that cycle? i was like no in true psychopath form he's taking it all in and he's gonna explode on them later <laughs> like they're gonna get they're going to get their comeuppance later. Cat's ex-boyfriend? Dude's going to get beat the shit out of. <laughs> it's coming. It's true yeah, psychopathic. Exactly. Like, he's not striking yeah. now. No, he's going to hurt Cassie. Because cause he knows she'll go make a scene. But he ain't making no scene on- today.
0: He's out in the parking lot. I don't even think he even, like, is trying to go after Lexi. I think you're right. I think he'd be trying to go after that dude. Like, He's going after that dude. You, that? you know, you know exactly what the fuck then, said, you were know, doing. He, like, like, he sent Cassie out to do his, like,
1: he sent Cassie out to do his little minimal business. Like, yeah, bitch, get your shit out of my house. He knew she was going to go explode on her sister, so you don't have to do nothing to Lexi. He gonna get them other people after. <laughs> He's just chilling. Yeah.
0: That fucking psycho. <laughs> the the mom was cracking me up though like oh the mom, mom was the best she was like <laughs> she, she was like because I, I thought that her portrayal was kind of shitty it was like some dude or whatever she just, loved it just like she loved
1: it she thought she was like that's me yep she loved it and 824 posted uh uh the theater parents of 824 and they posted the mom they posted adam sandler from uncut Gems because he was in a theater play i don't know who the other parents were those were the only two i knew Yeah. There's another A24 property that has a play in it. Mm. So, but yeah, good episode. Season finale next week. Gonna be sad to see it go. Yeah,
0: for sure. And I feel like it was such a long wait between.
1: Yeah, and I feel like it'll be be even longer. It's gonna be even longer now.
0: They gotta get working because Maddie's 33, so...
1: They got to get working before. See, these, this is this is what's going to happen. Sydney Sweeney's about to blow up. Jacob Alordi's yeah. about to blow up, and they're going to have yeah. the Atlanta problem of you can't get everyone together again. Because Zendaya, is tra- asking for a million an episode. If Jacob Alordi gets a big movie, he goes from you know they were paying him nine thousand, ninety thousand for last season. Dude's about to crank his shit up if he start getting rolls to a mill. Cindy Sweeney's almost there too, so like it's like I don't know if they're gonna be able to do another season unless they like do it really fast.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see like the aftermath of Euphoria and and how everyone kind of comes off that because, like you mentioned, the one the big ones, like I feel like Angus Cloud could get back into the game. He could and do other things. Only like, reason why I was, said a Lordy work ethic of that is
1: is because I know they want a Lordy in a superhero film. They're just waiting. They're waiting.
0: Dude has the jaw. Yeah, I feel like he, I feel like he might get one of the since he's with Warner Brothers and all that now. I think he might end up getting some DC thing. Yeah, whole,
1: that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. So we'll see what, what that are you are thinking. Robin Nightwing? I was thinking Nightwing, but Matt Reeves was like, uh he wants a, a a younger one, so I don't know if he'll be in Matt Reeves, but he could be the Batgirls Nightwing. Yeah. If they don't cast D.O.B. And if I'm being honest... Because he's
0: got a Dick Grayson look to me. like That's the only I'm, thing I can really think of. right off the bat.
1: If I'm being honest, I would prefer Jacob Elordi as Nightwing over D.O.B., and I love Dylan O'Brien.
0: Yeah, that's right. I, could, I forgot that that was a rumor. Um... And the only thing I can see him doing is possibly a Green Lantern.
1: I can see him being Hal or Kyle, too. Yeah. So, I, Other than that, I can't think of anything. Not, not off the top, because I don't think he'd be a villain. Mm-hmm. I think they want him as a hero, so we shall see. But I see I see Jacob Elordi getting something big soon, because he, he, he's the name that keeps ringing off. And then, what else from Euphoria? There's another... Per- oh, I meant to tell you. We're cool. You know we're one person away from Alexa Demi. You know who her boyfriend is? No. We interviewed her boyfriend on the Bros Who Think podcast. Her boyfriend's Jameson. Oh, really? Yeah. When I found out, I was like, "Fucking Jameson's dating Maddie. I need to hit him up. We're cool. Like, we're actually like really cool. Shout out to Jameson."
0: Don't play that clip where I said she was older than she actually is.
1: <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Shout out to Jameson. Shout out to the happy couple. Shout out to you, Alexa, Demi. If you want to come on the pod, we rock with you.
0: Yeah. One of the best characters. Like, I, you know, I think my thoughts on Maddie have like vastly developed within the beginning to now.
1: They've definitely grew mine as well. And I'm excited to see her. I'm still kid. wondering what that's just going on with Minka
0: Kelly. Yeah. like now Minka Kelly gave her a dress. I'm like,
1: Kurt yeah, says, says she thinks Minka Kelly's a pimp and is trying to pimp Maddie out.
0: Ooh, that's a good take. Like again, yeah, that would be interesting. That's but what I mean, like She's trying to, but but she's trying to tell her like to get out of town. So I don't know.
1: Maybe go with her. Maybe. So who knows, man? Minka Kelly's weird in that show. But all right, let's 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 get to the fucking arguably best superhero show up there with Watchmen up there with fucking the boys better than daredevil. Yes. I said it to you fucking daredevil stands. Let's go peacemaker. John Cena. I salute you, sir. Vigilante. I salute you. Jennifer Holland, who plays hardcore. I salute you at a bio. My girl, John Wick at a bio. I see you out here. Two guns. I salute you girl in Economos gave one of the most heartfelt speeches about his dye beard in this episode. I do seen. what a great finale. We don't have to talk about the one that I missed. Nothing really happened except they killed White Dragon. That's about it. They killed that nigga. It was hard. It was cool. But boy, was this finale great, great finale. And then to have the Justice League come in at the end. Chef's kiss. Chef's fucking kiss.
0: Yeah, that was pretty wild to have that happen. Um, the one thing I mentioned earlier on is that the apparently Batman and Cyborg were there in the original cut, but they got pulled. Yeah, Gun
1: DC was like, "Look, Gun, you can't do that one. That's a little too much. No, no, no." Cyborg, I feel yeah, like especially. it's because of the beef with Ray Fisher. Batman, I feel like because they have plans for Affleck with uh, the yeah, Flash or movie. Pattinson. That too. Either, either way, Affleck, Keaton, Indeed, which, whatever. Which, whatever they're doing. But this is interesting. I love it. That means this Peacemaker universe will continue. Also loved Adebayo outing Waller, which leads to my theory of we're going to get Waller's team versus Adebayo and Peacemaker's team. Interesting to see, since we know Hardcore is going to be at the end of Black Adam 2. Is she recruiting somebody for said team against Waller? A lot of interesting things where they can go from here.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, you know, this was a really fun episode and like the action sequences we got with the.
1: Oh, they were great. He throws the, the shield up instead of being like Captain America throwing the shield at people. He threw his shield up, shot it in, and sliced. I was like, that's badass. I was like, OK, y'all, y'all, y'all are, y'all are doing the damn thing. And then add a bio with her John Wick. Pew, 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 pew. I was into it, man. I was into it. What a good fucking episode.
0: Human torpedo. Her human torpedo
1: great like, move. Great.
0: When when she went into the thing, I was like, for a second, I was like, oh, she just get sucked in that thing? Like, you know, how's she getting out? And then she gets thrown out. I was like,
1: this is the second actress James Gunn has sent colliding into a big kaiju. First Harley Quinn, <laughs> now had a bio. <laughs> oh
2: my gosh.
1: I feel like that was Peacemaker's way of. When he said human torpedo and send her into that thing, he was saving the earth, but I feel like that was his way at like, okay, we're even now for the diary.
0: Yeah. That's what it felt for like. For sure. It was pretty funny when Economist, like, you know, his whole bit was good. And then he gets in the thing, he's like, Oh no, not another fucking kaiju.
1: <laughs> and he fucking left. And then breaks his ankle. He doesn't even help. He just breaks his fucking shin and just is crawling around. Fucking economist. That was hilarious. Oh man, what else? What else did I like about this? Oh, poor, poor vigilante, peacemaker's real best friend. After Eagle, Autobio, my man Vidge can't even get a break. That's fucked up.
0: <laughs>
1: but isn't it like a secret? Yeah. Yes, yeah, he doesn't know. Yeah, no. I also thought it was funny when he jumped out of that hospital when his name was cleared. He was like, "Okay, I'm getting out of here before they find out my secret identity." <laughs>
0: i thought they said it on the tv
1: no they just said vigilante they didn't say his name they said chris smith peacemaker but autobio kept his kept adrian chase his name out of it
0: because like i thought he was trying to get out of there because like but I, it doesn't make sense what you're saying
1: no he's getting out of there so they don't figure it out figure he's vigilante. yeah fucking yeah. clown <laughs> That's cool. but he was kicking ass though with that sword that was like Right up his alley, and then when that dude shot him, and he threw the knife behind his back, that was a badass moment as well. Good season, man. just great. I don't know I don't, there's not much more I can say, you know it was awesome, yeah, but I, I, I do think in the next season, because we saw his dad, the ghost of his dad will be back, like he's not over that yet yeah that tr- that trauma's not done.
0: yeah, it's definitely going to be reoccurring, yep um. I can't remember what I had seen that dude in recently too, where I was like, Oh yeah. I was like, cause I watched this episode and I was, I was just watched that dude in something. Who Robert Patrick?
1: Would you watch Terminator?
0: What, Terminator? Oh yeah. No, I watched a documentary that was talking about movies. And they talked about and Terminator.
1: That,
0: I, and they talked about Terminator 2. Yep. I that's was, the one. Like, I, and I forgot that that dude was Terminator 2.
1: Yep, he's T2. Facts. Ro- old Robert Patrick's ass. But yeah, man, such a good show. Excited for season two. Give me a while, I assume. People were talking about having Catman come in. People were talking about having Deathstroke come in. People were predicting all kind Kite of. Man. Kite Man. People were talking about Bloodsport, Ratcatcher. I've seen so many things, but I will keep you all up to date because the rumor meals are churning. Daniel RPK said he did hear something about. Early thoughts for who could be in Peacemaker season two, because it's going to tie into what happens with Suicide Squad two, because it won't be a real Suicide Squad two because Amanda Waller got called out. The movie may finally be called Task Force X now, and it's like a new version of the team. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do for the next movie and for the next season of Peacemaker.
0: Yeah, so a lot going on in this section of the DC universe, which I think is you know proving to be a cohesive one at the moment. One of the best um, things, things meshing together.
1: And um, it it's all, know, it think, it only be better when Flashpoint happens because all this shit will still be the same. It's just that now maybe heroes can come fight Peacemaker, or Peacemaker can go fight heroes.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know maybe Peacemaker makes appearances in some of those. Uh, hbmx series you know which one he would actually fit in with either in either way that we had pitched it the wonder twins
1: mm, he would fit in that he would 100 percent fit in that also could see him maybe coming across bad girl and michael keaton maybe who knows like that's that universe that's some because i think they didn't put batman in for a reason because i think they're waiting for that because of what peacemaker said about batman mid-season like him being a fucking pussy so like all of that shit. I'm interested. They they got me sold, man. Give me more James Gunn into into DC. James, let's hurry up and finish uh with Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy so you can leave that piss an of a company Marvel and come back to the to the Holy Grail that is DC. No, I'm just joking, Marvel fans. I'm just joking. But come on back, brother. Finish up Guardians three and let's get to, let's get to work on Peacemaker season two. They say it's coming out April yeah. 2023. So okay, yeah, hmm. a year away. Year away. A yep. Over.
0: Be wild, well, but yeah, we gotta figure
1: out what we're doing next. Yeah, man, sad times. We got a week until the Batman, so not next week. We won't even be able to review it. I'm, I'm telling you, man. You, should be, I'm trying to go see Uncharted. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try to go see Uncharted this week. Check it out. Tell the people about it next week. But the Batman's coming up. We're, we're literally a week away. Next, not this next Bros Who Binge, but the one after that. We'll be talking about the Batman.
0: Yeah, for sure. So. That wraps up everything for this episode of the Bros Who Binge podcast. Linda, what's going on with the Bros Within Network? network?
1: New Running Back is out. All the President's Men. Y'all be sure to check that out. The next one we're doing because the show is now bi-weekly. It'll be out. It'll actually be out the week of the Batman. We're, I think we're doing Friday. I think that's what we decided. Black History Friday. Month. That that thing. I think we're doing Friday. If not, we'll do do the right thing. We'll figure out something. But I think it's Friday. Y'all make sure y'all go watch the Ice Cube, Chris Tucker classic. But if you haven't seen the, all the President's Men review, check that out. Really great detailed review. Me and Ian were very nerdy on it. And like, because Ian like watched that movie a bunch and he was into the history of it. And fucking, yeah. I love newspapers. It was, it was a great review. Check that out. And um, what else we it got? Definitely
0: the, a good dynamic because he's usually not the one that's seen it. And so yeah, it's usually me and expert. you
1: going back and forth. Yeah. So it, it was definitely good having you as the, in the Ian role. That was nice. And then um, yeah. check out Bros Who Think Pod. Jazz is on the show now. So y'all check that out. Check out last week's episode if you haven't. This week, it'll be out on Thursday. New anime talk will finally be out as well. And yeah, man, check, just subscribe and check out all the amazing content. But you can find me what's, at the BWT. What's going on personally. in the
0: world of anime right now?
1: Oh, it's, it's, things are ending. It's sad over there, too. Demon Slayer ended. Attack on Titans ending like. Yeah. It's ending, ending, right? Uh, see, I think they're gonna do a movie because I don't think they're gonna be able to finish them what the manga did. So I think this will be like the final season, and then I think they'll do a movie closer.
0: I guess that would be theatrical. Yeah,
1: that's yeah. what it's that's what it's trending towards. Yeah, I think people would pay to go see that. Yeah, fuck yeah! Tackle Titans number one rated anime on IMDb in America. Yep. So. Yeah. So we'll see.
0: But uh, for me, you can catch me on Twitter, and Instagram at huber 14 um, You know, since Paul Thomas Anderson is getting in more in the letterbox, I'll be trying to get more back in the letterbox. <laughs> uh, you that uh, you can find me there at Adam BWT. Um, Check out everything going on with the network, and especially the last run it back, uh, where we did all the presidents men, like Lyndon said. And um, make sure you uh, catch us again next week for another Bros Who Binge podcast. So everyone out there, have a great week. As always, keep in.